Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. We just ask you, Father, that you send your Holy Spirit to just speak through us as vessels of just your grace and your mercy and your love for us. And while we share our testimonies and just talk about the beautiful things that you've done in our life that we can just share with others, that they may become closer to you and your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Today, our guest is Michelle Bajeron. Cursiasta. (laughs) A new Cursiesta, and today co-hosting the show is another Cursiesta, fresh, fresh out of the oven, Miss <laughs> Courtney Blackwell. Hello. <laughs> and I love how she's making faces like people can see. <laughs> Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. I will say this. Uh, we've known each other for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we're somewhat related, uh, and uh, but prior to that, Michelle was selling radio advertising, and um, you know. But Michelle has always had a deep love for Christ ever since I've known her. Always been very outspoken about her faith, and uh, and I think she's been on a real big faith journey, and uh, and this is another turn in her faith journey, I think. And uh, so I'm happy to have her on the show. We've been talking about getting her on here for a long time. She's got a lot to I'm share, here. so I'm gonna get to it. Go ahead, tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, for those who don't know me, I'm Michelle Bajeron. I'm 35. years years old. I was born and raised in Lafayette. Um, did leave for three years, lived in New Mexico, and we came back. Um, but I did grow up in the public schools um, and then made dance team and went to St. Thomas More. So that was a little difficult for me, just kind of changing from the public school environment, you know, taking CCD classes, not really understanding a lot about the faith and the religion of the Catholic Church, and going to St. Thomas More where it's just poured onto you. And it's like, what is all this information? Um, and the majority of my time was spent dancing. I graduated um, from STM. I mean, graduated. I <laughs> graduated from UL um, in education, and I actually was a teacher. That was my very first job okay. was teaching, and God had a wonderful plan with that because it laid a foundation for um, just learning how to have compassion. Children have always been my love, but learning how to have compassion, multitask, learning how to speak in front of people because people that know me are like, "Oh, you've always loved to talk." No, I was actually <laughs> terrified. Um, but just using that platform to grow in who I am. And then I, like Todd said, went into radio sales, um, did marketing and sales for about eight, nine years, and then just hit rock bottom. Like some people do, you just hit a plateau, and I just got on my knees and surrendered. And I had the blessing of leaving three years ago to travel the world on um, a world race. It's called the World Race. It's a missionary travel. You go to 11 countries in 11 months. And that is where my journey like really took a turn. Um, do you want me to go ahead and yeah, get into yeah. that? Tell us, a little <laughs> bit about, tell us a little bit about where you went and then, yeah, tell us. Yeah. About. So, I mean, I could be talking about it for days, but just in short, um, we went to, you get to choose a route and I was terrified. I had never left the country. I was very new in my faith in the sense of like being bold and courageous for stepping up in what I believed. And I had never evangelized, things like that. And of course, the very first country we went to was Costa Rica and I got bit by a mosquito and I got sick, but we didn't know what it was. And so we went through Central America, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Honduras. And by the time we got to Honduras, I mean, I was bedridden. Um, I had foggy memory, aching pains. I mean, in your joints and your knees, it just, everything hurt and I stayed sick. And we just could not figure out what it was. Found a doctor and he was like, you have chikungunya. What? 
So I relate to people. I'm like, this all happened when we had the Zika outbreak down here um, in the States. And it's very similar to that with your body and what you're feeling. It attacks your immune system and your red and white blood cells. And I developed an abscess and had to have surgery, which terrified my family because where we were, I mean, there's no computers. It's very sketchy. It's like a metal bed and you just (laughs) basically lay there. But for me, that is where my journey, my intimate journey with Christ started because it was on Easter and I was going through so much pain and suffering. And through that is where I saw Jesus on the cross and I saw his suffering and I was like, how can I even, there's no justifying what he went through and what I'm going through. I mean, there's not even a comparison. And I just kept telling myself, you know, pain is temporary. I will get through this. God, just help me, like show me how you got through it with your father. And I guess it was just a walking testimony because all my friends were like, you're just so joyful. You're, how are you in so much pain and have so much joy and laughter? And I just said, God's got me. Like I got to know him. And, you know, that's what I share with people is suffering can be, it looks, it's difficult to talk about, but it is such a beautiful thing. And some people think I'm crazy when I say that, but I'm like, if you really want to love the Lord, you can see him through your suffering. And that is, it's such a grace filled experience. So after that, I actually had to come back to the States for two months. So I missed South America, but I got to start kind of being a witness of my faith as I was home. Um, That's kind of where I started just learning and like getting discipled um, through the spirit of what my faith really entailed. And then I got to meet my team and go to Europe. We went to a couple countries there. Um, We went to the eastern side of Europe, like Kosovo, Albania, those kind of areas. And then we finished in Africa. And that is where my heart still kind of is. I tell people, Ethiopia, oh, the kids that we we were with. It was just, when when people talk about seeing the sky and the stars and, like, not having the distraction of the city and the lights, that's what I got to experience. It's it's God's land. It's just so beautiful. And anyway, so I came back, and actually, making Crucio, it was kind of like, well, Todd had been mentioning it. I've been hearing all this, but I was like, what is it? I have no idea what you're even talking about. And God placed a beautiful man, Buzzy Sashery, um, Don Sashery, who runs Tony Sashery's, to kind of be a witness of his own testimony that to kind of guide me back, you know, to the Catholic faith. And we've been getting to talk a lot. And he mentioned Curcio and something about when he mentioned it, it just kind of struck me. I was like, I think this is the time. God was kind of like doing a ping like we talk in Curcio. <laughs> and we looked it up and there was one in October. And I was like, that's only a month away. But I was like, you know what? I think this is the right time. And. This whole year, I've been going through a season of change, um, a lot of restlessness. You know, as humans, we go through these seasons of restlessness, and we just don't know what to do with it. Well, this marks three years that I am home, and God has been working in threes for me, so I don't find it a coincidence that this happened, because all that joy and all those beautiful things that I learned on my missionary travels started to get complacent. Um, we come back to the States, and I mean, you know, you're a business owner, and you... You just constantly get in the grind of day-to-day things, the, the you know, just the monotony of working and going home. And, I, I mean, I have things nonstop and, you know, finances and how to get by, how you're going to, you know, just do this and that. And I knew I was losing that joy, and I was like, how do I get that back? How do I, like, stop feeling pity for myself? Because I want to know that joy. And that's what I found this weekend is I found <laughs> the peace and joy again. And it's it's been a beautiful journey because I know – um, Todd and my entire family, they are still Catholic. I actually left the church. So I left, I'm trying to remember how long it's been, probably four years ago. It was right before I left for my mission trip. I'm one of those that left the Catholic church. Um, I went to Our Saviors. Um, I, I, that's, 
that journey for me, you know, a lot of people hear, oh, they left the church and they, they think all these negative things, but that was my journey. God needed me to take a step back. And something that Father Mike told me um, last time we were together, he told me a story. That's Delcom. Father Mike Delcom at Sacred Heart of Jesus and Bruce. A few Father Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> he told me a story and the story was about a priest talking to a boy and he said, look at me, look at me. And it was funny. I went home and I could hear Jesus saying, look at me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this whole time, like he, I wasn't looking at him. And a lot of times we get distracted by things and it's right in front of our face. And that's kind of what happened is God needed to take, give me a step back to learn, do the study, learn scripture, learn the word and not just hear the monotony of the everyday thing to be able to see him. And that's part of leaving the church for me was really indulging in scripture and the word and what it meant to me in my life so that I could apply it. And that is kind of what grounded me to bring me back to my Catholic faith because I always believed in the Eucharist. I just didn't understand it. I was never really taught the relationship part. So I think it was actually y'all were there when we went to mass one, one Sunday as a family, I would go for holidays and certain things. I just, knelt and was just weeping and I just felt the mother's love for her son and I just understood Jesus's love for us and it was like this overwhelming (laughs) gush of emotions but it was like sorrow and joy and just this mixture of fruitful things and that's pretty much what led me back and this whole year has been kind of a journey back into my faith with the church. So tell me uh, you know you touched on you were attending Our Savior's Church and I think that there's a Bible quote that says, you know, if they're not against us, they're for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that I know a lot of good people that go to that church, and um, and they are good people. And I know that a lot of Catholics have left um, to go to that church and maybe come back and not, or not come back. But what is it um, that led you there, uh, and, and what is it that led you back? So it took a boyfriend, of course. Oh, <laughs> it boy. took a man. <laughs> I was in a really unhealthy relationship, and I knew it, and I just— just had no other way of figuring out what to do next and we actually went there because his uncle was a recovering addict and he was struggling so I went with him as his with his family and I said you know what he was about to leave he was a marine I said I'm gonna keep coming here and my dad was attending that church and I actually went with my dad and it was there that I stood up and I just started weeping and I just felt the Holy Spirit it was me surrendering though I knew I was finally in a place to surrender and say okay I don't want control anymore I don't want anything there were just certain words in that sermon that just spoke to my heart. Um, and that's kind of what just opened the journey up. And I was sharing this with my brother last night. We kind of, you know, Courtney and I kind of talked about and touched on, you know, you learn scripture and theology, but never really understood the meaning, the relationship of it. And it was funny because what scripture brought me back to Christ was Lamentations 322 through 25. And when I heard that sermon, it was about how God's mercies are new every day and his compassions never fail. And like that's where I felt the love. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my heart had been lamenting for so long. I was so tired and sorrowful. That's and why just, they call it lamentation. Exactly. And I didn't lamenting. know that. I didn't find that out until like a <laughs> <Corny> year <Jake>. later. <laughs> and it was just a beautiful thing because those words just filled my heart. I'm like, oh, my gosh, tomorrow is a new day. Like, you're not damn forever. You, you still have life ahead of you. And. Then I found a book at Mardell, and that's when three started happening. It was the book, and the first chapter was about lamentation, you know, his, his mercies and compassions never failing. And um, then after that, I think it was a conversation with a person. And the entire year that I traveled on my mission travels, that's what happened. It was usually a book, some kind of sermon, and then verbal processing through a person. And it just, it was a beautiful thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, that's the love of Christ, is he's 
giving me what I need through affirmation. And that's where it started was in the church, all led by an unhealthy relationship. (laughs) (laughs) So is that what got you back? You know, diving back into the scripture. So that got me. That was Courtney Blackwell, by the way. She is in the booth. (laughs) So, yes, good question. That is where the like the word started pouring into my heart. The the church that I went to, our saviors, learning the word and just having that moment of surrender led me to want to read scripture because my heart was starting to change. And that's what led you back to the catholic faith and so actually what led me back to the catholic faith was the eucharist literally it was him it was jesus i mean i think i all i knew since i was a little girl i just even going to the other church like i always struggle with both religions Mm -hmm. and on my travels you know the last couple countries in africa god kept revealing james 127 you know not to conform to this world but take care of orphans and widows and i knew that that's Mm -hmm. what i wanted to do i just didn't know how to do it in my environment here and so I kind of struggled because I loved the word and what I was learning from the church and my women's group, but I was missing the Eucharist. And I was like, I don't, I'm kind of un- not understanding this mismatch. And one day I, I just kept praying. And we talk about, you know, you go to Christia, you, heard, you hear a lot about prayer. Prayer is so important. And I just kept praying to understand, understand. Mm-hmm. And it was through that God showed me patience because he was going to reveal mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And through talking to other people and Buzzy Sashery and, you know, having taught in my family, just praying for me, it's like I know that now. Mm-hmm. That's actually what helped lead me back to the church, too, because I had that encounter with Jesus. You know, Todd's talked about, you know, his mother and just seeing Jesus in the Eucharist. Like, I just had that encounter. But it was actually through the Mother Mary yeah. who helped guide that. And I started praying to her because I wanted to understand. So. So I think that's something that we need to hear and want to hear about is your relationship with, with, with our mother. Um, I know that was a big uh, factor for you. And how, how Mary, I guess, is accepted in, 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 the, in the other faith when you, when you were there. Is, is it, is, you hear a lot of uh, things, uh, you know, they don't accept Mary quite so much. I don't know mm, if they don't pray to her. Yeah. No. yeah. They don't well, that's where the her. confusion came in because no other religion that I'm around, they, we look at, For me, it was looking at it as idolatry because it was like, why am I not, you know, I'm understanding the word and God's a jealous God. He wants you to go (laughs) to him. So it's like if I'm, why wouldn't I just go straight to him when, you know, I I can have that. Mm -hmm. And all these people are telling me, no, you can go to Mary. You can pray to saints. Well, understanding the intercession, it was told to me, you know, basically because I had learned how to intercede for other people. I spent a lot of time sitting in stillness praying for other people. And as I'm praying for other people, you know, my brother was kind of basically telling me, well, that's the same thing with Mary and the saints and all these things. You know, you can pray for them to intercede. And so I guess, I don't know, it was just that moment where my heart was willing to receive that. When he said that to me, I was like, okay, I get that. So I was like, you know what, let me start praying to her. Maybe she'll help me mm-hmm. understand that. If she's there, she'll help me understand that. And this entire year has been basically a journey understanding her and the saints. Um I said, you know what, kind of like people who don't even know Christ or like or Jesus, they're just like, you know what, what, what do I have to lose? Let me just start talking. Let me just start praying and like seeing if it's real. You yeah. know, I work with a bunch of men and we have some that don't know Christ and that's kind of where their journey starts. Well, I said, let me just apply that to Mary. So it was basically through that that I just constantly just started having a conversation like I am with you guys and saying, if you're there, you know, I want to know you. I want to understand this love that other people have for you. I don't. I don't want to look at other churches. I don't want to look at people. Father Mike Delcom gave me that advice as well. <laughs> it's We're in a society where we look at people, but we hold that as a truth. 
instead of the relationship with God. And sometimes, you know, for me, I would look at people and that's kind of what led me away from the church was I'm seeing all this hypocrisy, all these people doing these things and they're, none of it makes sense. But God used Mary to show me her and Christ through her. And basically, I just started praying to her, and I just, you know, said, Mother, I just want to know you. And I even started praying a rosary. Yeah. And it was that sitting on my balcony one night where I didn't even realize I was offering up myself, and I was praying for my family, my brother who was about to have a baby, and um, him and his beautiful wife who are very devoted and faithful Catholics. Um, that are going know. to make their Garcia. Very <laughs> We hope soon. We beat you. <laughs> just joking. Very beautiful wife. <laughs> But I, I have a question. Todd's daughter. You asked yeah. me in a, my interview, you know, when was that moment that you really just melted down and gave yourself? Before you answer that question, let oh. me just remind our audience, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Michelle Bajeron, and our co-host is Courtney Blackwell, and she is doing a great job of co-hosting today. <laughs> Go ahead, Courtney. Go ahead. Michelle, so when was on. that moment, Michelle, when it just hit so you all at once? One thing I learned is... I thought there was like this one moment that was it. There are multiple conversions. Mm-hmm. And so my main moment for me, like my turning point to bring me back to Christ, my mm-hmm. ultimate conversion was four years ago, standing in our saviors and just mm-hmm. surrendering to the, to the father. I just had this overwhelming peace and just love for myself because it was like yeah. I was living in condemnation. That was kind of like step one. That was step one. And then <laughs> I had a couple on my, my travels of the world race, um, a couple in different countries different little you know different little moments but then I guess this year was my other one um like we were just talking about sitting on my balcony that was a conversion for me because it was there where I prayed my first rosary that I hadn't prayed in a very long time I said why not what do I have to lose let me just try this and as I'm going through the joyful mysteries and literally as she were talking about the visitation I had a visit from Mary Mm -hmm. and she was gently just sitting next to me and I just started crying but it was and I'm sure our audience knows, like, there's different types of crying. You know, mm-hmm. there's a joyful cry, there's a sorrowful cry, and there's, like, this internal weeping. And that's what I felt. It was, like, this internal weeping because I was so loved that she actually, like, was there. And then I started, I don't even know how to explain this, but basically it was, like, heaven and earth meeting. And I had this experience with these beautiful saints, and there were five ladies just sitting there glowing. And it was just, I felt community. Mm-hmm. And I heard the word convent. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my convent. I've been praying for community, praying to understand the saints and Mary. Didn't understand this. Well, guess what? I got to experience <laughs> them, like, in this supernatural, mystic way. And I, I'm a very visionary person. I see things a lot. And that's just part of how God created my mind to be very creative. And if I could draw a picture, that's one thing. I'm like, God, if you make me an artist, people would understand so much better. <laughs> so if you could paint a picture about this weekend, what would you paint? Well, that's pretty much what happened with that is in Crescio, you know, you have tables. I sat at St. Monica's table and we had seven women at our table. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty much the encounter I had was me and Mary with five saints. And that's crazy. It was just so beautiful because I felt so loved by the mother. And I I thought maybe I was supposed to go and be a sister or none. And I'm not sure, but it put that in there now because Mm -hmm. now I want to be devoted. I want to something we learned. (laughs) Yeah, something we learned was um, reparation. And I'm like, well, I'd rather do it now here on earth than do it in purgatory. I'd rather go see the father straight, you know, go Mm -hmm. straight to him and hug him and embrace him and, you know, do what I can now. So that was kind of that. Like we talked about conversion, that was another conversion that I had of just understanding the mother and her beautiful love for us. And so kind of going back to what Todd was talking about earlier, my journey with Mary, we actually went to his daughter's house, who is his daughter's married to my brother. 
And we went to San Antonio, and their room, their bedroom, I mean, it's just, you can feel the love they have mm-hmm. for Christ and for Mary. Just the whole, like, just it's an abundance. I mean, I can't even explain it. And you can tell they, they pray and they fast and they do all these things in their bedroom. And my mom and I got to sleep in their bed while they were in the hospital waiting for their son to be born. And I had an encounter, and I did not know what it meant. And basically, I don't even think you know this. Mm-mm. So in my encounter, I again it was like heaven met earth, and that spiritual. I realm. could not like get up physically, but I was in this heavenly realm, and I was levitating off the ground, mm-hmm. and my arms went out, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm like, I knew the whole because I've had encounters with the Holy Spirit. I knew the Holy Spirit was like just engulfed in my my being, but as I'm levitating, I just like felt this. Um, I, I can't even describe it. It was just grace and peace and all these beautiful things. And I knew there were people around me, and I can't remember the middle. And I just remember waking up, like, kind of talking this through with my mom. I just remember laying on the ground in a fetal position like a baby, and someone was hovering over me. And I just, I guess I had assumed earthly people to help me understand this in an earthly way, but it was my brother standing over me saying, they will believe. And after going to Curcio, whoo, it's emotional. (laughs) After going to Curcio, Father was telling us how the Mother Mary, the Virgin Mother, levitated to give birth to Jesus. Wow. Yes. And I realized in that moment, I mean, I little, y'all, I I can't, my team could tell you, like, I was shaking and crying in this way that was, like, convulging. It was crazy. I I mean, I can't even describe it. But I understood, I mean, it was so clear, so crystal clear that what I had experienced was the mother giving birth to her son. Mm. So I not only understood Christ's love for us, I wanted to know more. I had been, Mm -hmm. you know, I had given Christ six months. I said, I'm not going to date. I'm not going to look at a man. I'm not going to even entertain a date. (laughs) Nothing. Great idea. (laughs) Stay away. But I I said, you know, I want to know you. Well, guess what? I knew him in a whole new way. Like I wanted to grow in my intimacy with him. And I got to know him through their mother, and I've, I've always wanted to be a mom. I'm not a mom, never been married, not having kids. And it just, it all hit me because, y'all, if y'all could just show you this, it was, it's, <laughs> it's still implanted in my brain. And this image of mother looking at her son and just knowing that they're going to believe. And it was just so simple, but yet so profound. And that, for me, that was the moment at my weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, when that happened, it was before we actually went to adoration and those mm-hmm. personal personal journeys um that we got to actually just sit before christ um in the eucharist and it just was overwhelming i can't even (laughs) talk about it enough but so for me it was just building experience with christ and then also understanding the mother and i got a beautiful mother and father that's all i can say (laughs) amen that's so awesome Well, I had a, I had a I had a dream at that house too, you know. Uh, and I, I, do I need to go to this house? <laughs> yeah, I think everybody <laughs> should take their time. turn. Yeah, yeah. It is a holy house, and uh, I, I'll give you the brief version because I want to hear more about Michelle. But uh, you know, my dream was that, that I went to a doctor that could check your DNA and they could put you, <laughs> they could check you on the computer screen and see if you had the Holy Spirit inside of you. That's kind of cool. And, and so they would put this thing on your wrist and they would scan you, and, and on the monitor it would have an emoji that would pop up. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes, if if you had the Holy Spirit. So the first guy says, oh, you don't have it. And I'm like, I, I guarantee you I got it. And he goes, you don't have it. I'm sorry. And I'm like, your computer's broken. <laughs> so wrong. I said, I want another doctor. So I go sought a second opinion, and the doctor puts the scanner on me. And, and, and yeah, the emoji popped up. And he says, you, you got <laughs> you it. You have it. And oh, I said, oh, no, I had it. And you know the emoji with the party hat? And, uh, you know, that was the emoji that popped up. So, anyway, there's my story. I was not expecting that. that at all. I did not yeah. know this. Well, now y'all know. And I love how sometimes, like, like what you had, it's so simple, but it helps us relate to 
to what we're going through now in this crazy world, Mm -hmm. but in a spiritual sense. And I think that's so important for people. Like everyone has a story. No one's as better or worse than the other. It's just how God speaks to us. Because God has humor. Like that is so your humor, Todd. Like I think it's so intimate. It's so awesome. So, you know, one of the things for me too, when I left Garcia was, how the Holy Spirit leaves these signs everywhere, and you you know you used to not see them. We got out of the car just now, and, and this one's looking at cardinals all over the place. <laughs> oh, I love oh, them. Go know, through the bushes. So what, what's, what's the significance of the cardinals, and tell me what you what you see since you've left. So shortly, um, I had an aunt um, who lost her husband to suicide, um, and I, like many people, struggled with thoughts of suicide and just not knowing who I am on this on this earth. Um, but she always represented him through cardinals and i was like okay this is so cool but for some reason on my journey from my mission travels i started relating to animals and i'm like man god's literally in everything he's in the whim he created it and i just started to notice animals um and what got me back on my mission trip because i was debating if i was going to go back or not i literally was sitting in my mom's backyard and i saw a cardinal a bluebird a blue jay it was an owl a bird Oh, and one of those red spotted blackbirds. And this was all at different moments. But when I asked God after like the 50th time to confirm to go back, I saw all of them at one time. And I was like, okay, I'm a dork. I love Disney movies. I felt like Snow White. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like literally attracting the animals. And so I just love everything of God's creation. I love his, you know, just nature in general. And so cardinals lately have just been symbolic because when I just moved in February into my own place, I have cardinals all around me. And it's very rare to see the females. And you only see the females that, when I studied it, was when the male's around to help them with nesting. Then they leave them and they go find another one. And I'm like, that's kind of been the story of my life, you know. But I see them all the time together. And it was just, I guess for me, a symbolic moment of just hope because I am a positive person who tries to hold on to hope. Um, And I think in this world, it's the hope of restoration of marriage, but also just the hope of people understanding the mother and the father and the unity of what it means um kind of just like the whole trinity thing so it's just for me just like we make the sign of the cross it's just symbolic of who god is because he uses all things tell us i was going to ask you this when we got out of the car the difference between a male and a female cardinal so the the males are the bright red with the black beak the females are more brown okay. and so you can see the bright red on the males they're very bold so we're bright hearted like <laughs> Well, they kind of symbolic to how males and females are, you know, made to be um, in marriage. But the women, the female cardinals are more of the brown. You don't, they're not as bright and as bold. Well, I actually have a question for you. You know, people that are questioning going to Garcia and wanting to dive more into their faith, but are scared and like, mm-hmm. kind of like I was, you know, what would you tell them to, you know, get sure. Them well, I guess the biggest thing is pray about it. I mean, it's always going back to prayer and sometimes we just don't want to go to prayer But God has his own timing for when he knows you're going to be ready to receive what you need to hear. So pray about it. And also the biggest thing for me is now I have these women. I have you. I have people that I have a a community of women that can disciple me. I have my sponsor. I have you, Todd. I have my family. And it was through talking to people who already are in their faith to kind of help give me wisdom and give me tools. And a lot of it's just most people will tell you, just pray about it. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of what I suggest to most people is just just pray about it. It's your own journey. Um, sometimes it is hard because you want to listen to people, but it's you have to do the opposite is mm-hmm. not listen to people. Mm-hmm. You have to pray and be still and let God guide you on yeah. your own journey. I find that's where the devil would attack. Love yes. loved ones. 
Well, thank you, Michelle, for being on the show today well, and thank you. Uh, Courtney it. being here. It's just Good a real job, blessing. Court. I'd like to uh, say a prayer for you two, um, you know, um, being in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for putting these two young, wonderful ladies into my life. I ask you continued blessings for them, that they continue to lead others to Christ, that they continue to be a blessing to all. I know they've been a blessing to me. And uh, I ask for your protection on them, and I ask them uh, big success in their marriages uh, down the road, hopefully, for, for both and, and, and many children. And I want to thank you all for being on this show. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. You've been listening to Cajun Catholics. We feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana. We'll see you next time. Thank you.